The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Good evening, this is The Viewpoint, Song is on my back, back at 17 minutes past the new hour, 21 hours. The date is the 27th of August. We're opening lines on 891 We are in conversation with Gogo Nomsasibeko of the African Traditional Medicines Industry Association. She's an executive member thereof, as well as somebody who practices traditional healing and has been doing so for the past 13 years. Traditional medicine in Africa is a holistic discipline involving the use of indigenous herbs combined with aspects of African spirituality. It is also said about 80% of African population relies on traditional medicine for their basic health needs. In some cases, traditional medicine is the only healthcare service available, accessible and affordable to many on the continent. This weekend, the world will commemorate African Traditional Medicine Day. The day also helps to highlight the significant contribution to traditional medicine as a major provider of healthcare services in Africa, which cannot be underestimated. But even with that being said, why is African traditional medicine not given the regulation and recognition it deserves? Should we be shy about using traditional medicines and consulting traditional healers? What about those in the he- allied healthcare services and spaces? Perhaps this conversation at 2118 should be the one conversation that draws on everybody's experience, on everybody's views. The number to dial is 0891-104-207. Song is on my paper here. Why is African traditional medicine not given the regulation and recognition it deserves? To answer that question, Gog or Nom Good evening, Magunja. So, to you and your listeners. Yep, thank you so much. Me. Well, thank you. Well, thank you indeed. Traditional medicines. You've been involved as a traditional healer for 13 years. Let's yep. give it the context that it truly needs to be understood in before people start talking about witchcraft and all of those things, which perhaps might feature in traditional African medicine. But for the purposes of this discussion, that is not the context in which we want to have traditional African medicines being discussed. Um, traditional medicine in um, the context that we're discussing today um, encompasses healing of a holistic nature. We heal the body, the mind, the soul, and the spirit. We do not just heal like Western medicine would, the symptoms that we see physically. We heal them physically as well as spiritually, as well as holistically, and morally as well. According to the World Health um, Organization, um, traditional healing is it's a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. It's a combination of everything, which is why um, we are so different from um, Western medicine. The tension inherently between Western medicine and African traditional medicine is always going to be there. For the most part, because of the colonial attitudes that have come and the characterization, hence, as a result of these colonial attitudes and treatment of the domestic traditional African medicines. Can we just suspend Western medicines and references to that for a while? Can we really highlight the importance, the intrinsic value it is, that traditional African medicine as antiquated as it may be for those who think it is, but still relevant today in terms of meeting critical health outcomes that will seldom get the highlight of any major media outlet because of the characterization that for the most part is lamented as opposed to celebrated. Um, Traditional medicine has been primarily vilified. It's been vilified through colonialism in that um, it's, it's, it's shrouded in secrecy. Secrecy as well as taboo. There's a lot of things that we do in our practices which are, because they're given by our ancestors to us, 
we tend to feel that the information belongs only to us and not to the rest of the world. And because it's guided by the spirit, it's very hard sometimes to quantify or put down or standardize as they would like us to um, in the Western sense, which is why it becomes very difficult for it to be integrated or to be accepted by the general public. Um, In terms of colonization, what they've done is that they've separated the African medicine as and, and, have, and have made it something that's evil, something that's to be looked down upon. This, this also goes um, according to the religions that have come up, that this is something that is negative and not supposed to be um, done by the person who is civilized. But the truth of the matter is, even from the time that a person is a child, it's true that 80% of um, South Africans use traditional medicine. When a child is born, they are brought to a traditional healer who should connect them with their spirit, who should assist them in moving from one point of, to another from the time that they're born. And when they go through certain um, growth patterns, there's different rites that need to be performed for the child going forward to give them a balance um, in terms of spirituality, in terms of their tradition, in terms of their culture. We have that indigenous knowledge. It's knowledge that's been given to us by our ancestors through the ages. And that is why it is important. It, that's why it's relevant at the moment. The second bit is the fact that it's easily accessible, um, especially in rural areas where people have to walk miles and miles to get a Western doctor. In, in, in our case, we are there. We are part of the community. We teach the community. We work together with the community. In most cases, we actually know the whole family from the very beginning to the end. So it's easier for them to come to us with any ailments or any problems that they may have. And we heal them knowing the history as well as spiritually connecting with them in order to get them um, the holistic healing. You talked about access, and I think that's a very critical point. For instance, I mean, I can just tell you as a young little kid who was growing up deep in the parts of the former Siska, I knew if I had a fever, for instance, what I would pick up is a mint leaf. I just knew that it would sort me out in a couple of days. If I had a tummy ache or a bug, it would be extracts of what is ikala, aloe. All of these things have been repackaged, put in containers, Given standardized codes and tariffs through the Medical um, Medicines Control Act and related institutions and giving me back what I could have just extracted. But because I'm doing this as a young kid, picking up something from the earth that I don't have any other reference to other than the fact that this will heal your cough or your tummy bug. That's where I suppose even today some of those attitudes persist because of how we understand health care to be. And so from an affordability perspective, especially in response to those persons who are marginalized, this is still the way to go. And even if they had that option, it would still be the preferred one, the closest thing to nature. I think with most people, it actually still is the most preferred um, way of healing, mainly because um, it, it, it's natural. You pick it up off, off the street, as you said, it's affordable, and we've been using it for generations. It's been perfected over time as well, because traditional medicine is, is about that. Um, we get our information from those that teach us, our gorillas or, or our trainers, as well as from our ancestors. So it's something that has been perfected over time. It has worked for generations. So we know that it actually does work. Where we have a problem is when people refuse to believe it because, it's, like I said, it's been vilified, it's been said it's something wrong. But in general, everybody generally uses it because um, they actually use it in making tablets at the moment. They use um, some, some tablets contain um, African medicines. It's just that it's not in its raw form.
as sure. we pick it up in the field. Yeah. Absolutely. I just want to go back to something you had mentioned quite um, prominently, really, spirits, because you understand that as a traditional healer, part of it is an intercession between those who are in the mortal life and those who have preceded us, who are ancestors. And this is a gift you mentioned. And at times there's an intercession that has to take place for you to be able to administer, if you will, healing, clinical outcomes in that sense. So when you're a traditional healer, you will oftentimes be confused with a sangoma or another word in this course especially is ikwele, somebody who doesn't necessarily come with good intentions, who might actually be operating with bad intentions because they have been instructed or sort of commissioned to neutralize you finally. Do you want to talk about the differences within the space, broader space of spirituality and Zangoma, Amakwele, and traditional healers as we know them, like you are. Okay. Um, Inyanga is particularly a person who is a healer. A healer is called an Inyanga in, 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 in African terms. And Isangoma is a, an Inyanga that has gone through um, initiation, that has gone through training from one point to the other, like a couple of months. Uktwasa, yes. The person who's gone through Uktwasa. And then you would get Umtagati. Umtagati is a person who uses negative forces, who uses the very herbs that we use for healing for negative purposes. They use the spirit in a negative sense. In other words, they do something that will harm somebody else. That is called Uktagati because essentially we as the Sangomas are meant to be healers. That's what the word Sangoma means. It means somebody who is a healer, somebody who holistically heals somebody else. Now, Masasitu Umtagat, we are not saying we are saying you no longer fall under the umbrella of a Sangoma. We give you the title of Umtagat, which is a witch in in white men's term. That then this is putting it very loosely, um, where a person would use the very herbs that we, we use for healing, but in a negative sense to try and destroy or mess somebody else's life or kill someone for that matter. So those are those are the words that are basically used to define the various people. Um, we refuse, as traditional healers, to be associated nobunyat Reason for that, for obvious reasons. I mean, if you associate nobtagati, it basically means you harm people. Whereas our basic um, stance is one of healing, one of healing holistically. We do not use anything negative. Human body parts, for instance, are not things that we use in healing, whereas Umtagati would use things like that. I mean, I'm, I'm asking this question specifically because the question which is the basis of this conversation is, why is traditional medicine not given the regulation and recognition it deserves? Because partially, I would imagine, it is because of these people, Abatagati, the witches, if you will, because of, for instance, the inconsistency in its administration, because it's almost a case-by-case basis. People might come and complain with the same symptoms, but the the, the the visitation of the spirit might communicate a completely different message, such that you have to administer a different message. Of course, there are no records in this in terms of even the clinical outcomes that are there, other than for somebody to say, I was sick with this, I came, the doctor gave me whatever the doctor gave me, the healer in this case gave me whatever the healer gave me, I am now fine. And another person might say the same thing, but I'm not fine, nothing happened. Together with the dosage and the clinical composition of the actual material, Medicine, if you like, medicine actually, sorry, with no disrespect, the medicine that you actually dispense, the dosage, the chemical compounds thereof, they don't have the kinds of protocols that are otherwise attached to Western medicines. So does that not lend itself to why regulation and recognition cannot take place in the way at least Western medicines are? 
I think within the, the space of a traditional healer's hut, where we actually um, cure people, you, it's not that easy to regulate. Where we actually add regulation is when we take it out for commercial use. You know, when, when somebody takes medicine outside of your Ndumba, outside of your space, and you want to then take it out to the broader public, for instance, then you would have to take it through um, the trials and everything else to basically make sure that it, it, it suits uh, the international standards or it, it suits the standards of, of, of alternative medicine. Um, in my space, unfortunately, it's not easy for you to regulate because that is being guided by the spirit and it's being guided by the person who's sitting in front of you and mm. um, it's being guided by whatever is wrong within the family structure. So one um, form of healing for one, for one person will not necessarily be the same for the other person. Um, but they had the same issues simply because there's spirituality involved in it. But should one take it out of the space of your hut, then you would take it out into the commercial world. In that case, we have places like SABS that do um, testing of our medicines, and a few of them have been tested already, like Omoringa, for instance. Those have been tested, and they're out there. There are some people that are commercializing it and have taken it out there. That's when you get standardization of some of our medicines, and I, and I believe that's where we can actually start in, in terms of integrating it with the Western medicines, whenever we, um, we we encounter situations like that, when we take the standardized medi- medi- medication and then we take it out there. There is a fear, though, amongst traditional healers of taking out the medicines that they do in their little huts into, out onto the world. The reason for that is it gets taken over and swallowed by um, large pharmaceuticals, large companies who then take it and then use it. And the traditional healer gets left behind if, um, if, if they're not covered properly. So that's yes. another problem that we're facing in that it's not that widely known. Reason for that is people are afraid of losing their intellectual property. They're afraid of losing um, the gift from their ancestors, which is where um, organizations or, or associations such as Admira come into play, which are um, supposed to be the industry's board, where we actually make sure that the Sangoma who comes up with that medication then gets taken on to the next level, and then we protect them from the beginning to the end. We assist them in going through the testing and everything else that's done until their product is out there for the world to consume, and they reap the benefits thereof. You mentioned the word testing. How do you test the efficacy of the medicine? The testing of the efficacy, it's not easy to test the efficacy of the medicine because, like I said, it's spiritually based. You do it inside your room, but the only thing that can happen is when a patient comes back and tells you that they're healed. It's mm. tested through the healing of the ages. That's how we do our testing. We know that this thing, this particular Ialu, for instance, will cure a certain thing, and it's been used for the ages, and we're still using it to this day, and people have lived and people are living from using that medicine. That's the only way that we test. But I'm saying that if you take it out for commercialization, when you remove it from my little space and you take it out for commercial use, that's where we take it, and then it gets taken to um, SADS and they, they actually test the medicine from beginning to end and then basically tell you um, the chemical components thereof. And CSIR is also assisting in that, where they tell you the chemical components thereof. And then you can take it for commercialization and sell it in general for everybody. We have a caller from Bulukwane in Mekucho. And before we go to Mekucho, the nine to call is 0891 I'm really looking to get as many calls as possible, perhaps two or three after Mekucho. Mekucho from Bulukwane, 891 Your comment or call, please, Mama Kucho. Hello, Sangezo. <clears throat> uh, 
Um, I'm just overwhelmed by this program, but I'll try and be short because of time. Thank you, Ma. <clears throat> I'm a professional herbalist myself. I mean, I use it's traditional medicine. But what I want to say is I just heard um, uh, the lady there also speaking that uh, for us, to for our medicines to get tested and stuff like that, you need the laws of this country, truly speaking, they just oppress us forever and ever. Because the way they do their things and whatever, it's a bit... Hello? Carry on, Ma. I'm here. Okay. Uh, the way they test these medicines, you don't even know that the very same person, the very people who are testing these medicines actually sometimes take, they realize that your, 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 your medicine is working properly or, 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 or perfectly. Then they take that thing and they bring results which actually says your thing is not working. After two, six, four, five months or whatever, you'll find another person packaging that medicine, making it their own. And, you know, as traditional healers, I'm just um, uh, uh, saying to ourselves that, you know, we must do an introspection of some kind. We cannot let people from other countries or other nationalities, whatever, to come and take our gifts and then they package it because the thing is with ourselves, I don't know, it's like we hate ourselves. We don't like African type of things. And yet you'll find even the health, I mean, I mean the, the department in South Africa, they always say, like, if you go to this traditional whatever, you'll have kidney problem. Who said a pill does not have a, a kidney problem or whatever, things like that? Because as long as today, I just want to be straightforward. Pharmaceutical companies also, they're making billions out of African Absolutely. people who don't really know their health or whatever. And yet we are oppressed every day when we are using things that actually helps people a lot of things because we, we focus on supplements, herbal stuff, and even the way you live the lifestyle. Not these pharmaceutical companies which are making people to be dependent on their drugs forever and ever. So yes. Mama, thank you so much. We do appreciate your voice. We do appreciate especially your enthusiasm and your experience. Mzingesi from Cape Town. Uh, yes, sir. Oh, thank you also for taking my call. Indeed. Sabulel. This is a very important conversation that you guys are having. Uh, I'm a tosser. I just want to add on what you guys are talking about. But to add on some of the things that we we do when I put the uh, songs, some healings are done by rituals. So if you are performing ukaba or something like that, those are healings itself. Yes. So, but our, our tradition or our culture will never get the recognition it deserves because we've got all these foreign, uh, foreign things that we don't know where they come from, where they kill people for parts. Our culture does not do that. So it will never uh, uh, get the recognition it, it it deserves because in Tosa they say you see what you call ishati litha gomcela omnye. Then you killing the whole thing, but you used one stick of a match. So now we are see a because yes. 
Yes. Kukwabandu basebenza kakubuena puti. But ge isigona sponsor yonge lendola matrika. Please man, keep on talking about it until somebody gets it. That it's not all of these uh, sangomas that are like that. Because we are using sangomas. I am a very young person. And I'm telling you, I've got two young beautiful kids here at home. When it's time to go to Enyangobandioba Klenesa, when they don't sleep, even themselves, mm, now, my mm, daughter mm, is eight mm. years old. Hey, if wena. she's having nightmares or something like that, Jack she wakes up. Mm, I'm, not, mm, I'm, I'm having mm, nightmares. Mm. I instill in Bapaput. You understand? So, Thank, you so Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mr. calling us from Cape Town. Touched a nerve there. Mike in Tembisa, good evening. Hi, sir. How are you? Well, thank you. How about yourself? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm very happy that you have such a wonderful topic today. Thank you, sir. Hello. We yes, appreciate yes, it. No, thank yes. you. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thanks, Mike. To begin with, uh, I think uh, religion is very wicked. Religion is very terrible and very hopeless. You know, when religion was introduced by the missionaries here in Africa in particular, they found us eating whatever we were eating. They found us using whatever medicines that we were using. They found us doing a lot of things, especially in in healthcare. You know, you, you could not... You could not find people just being sick. To be sick, it was a taboo, like a taboo in, in our culture. But what religion did, they demonized everything that we were doing, in particular in healthcare. I, 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 I am very much concerned about this. I don't know how we can, we can redo this. Because what religion has done, religion is the, is the source of every ill social illness that we have in our, in, our, in our continent today. Africa is, the, is one of the richest you know, continents in terms of herbal medicine. But if you look at the rate at which disease epidemic that we are going through today, mm. governments are spending a lot of money you know, to try and cap all these Ill- illnesses, of which we did not have these illnesses. Where are they coming from? Fantastic question. Let's have a response from you, Gogo Nomsasibeko. You've heard the callers. Me, um, Kucho from Bulugwan is saying the stolen IP and the protections that do not exist for people in the industry, traditional healers, doesn't exist. Mzingisi as well saying this is very relevant. It's a minority of those who use this practice for ill gains at a societal level saying that in other words, the minority are the ones who cannot speak or the minority cannot speak on behalf of the practice, a very relevant one of that. And of course, Mike lamenting how religious Religion has been able to downplay the efficacy and use and enjoyment of traditional medicine and the persons who are in that space as practitioners. Your response to those three callers, please. I fully agree with actually all three callers in that um, we unfortunately, and we'll start with the last one, we, unfortunately because of um, westernization and colonization as well as Christianity coming through, African traditional medicine has been vilified and it's been um, said to be something that is dark, something that's bad, something that represents evil, whereas the truth of the matter is it is our primary um, medicinal care. It's where we go to. We go to traditional healers in order to heal, in order to be holistic, in order to be healthy beings. And it's worked for us for generations. And it, it continues to work for us because we still have 
80% of the population still using traditional healers um, to this day. And um, to the lady who's saying that we are allowing people outside, there's no regulation, the truth of the matter is we are working on things like that at the moment. And traditional healers also need to stand up and bring their names forward so that they can have situations where they get their medicines get tested so that they can heal more of the people out there. We need to also protect, like I'm saying, um, associations like Admira, protect mm. um, people who bring out medicine, especially for commercial use out there, instead of having your medicine end up on a pharmaceutical um, counter. Instead, you can actually protect it and get it to the point where you are able to um, sell it and still keep the profits, that it, it actually comes back to you. I know that it, at, at the Environmental um, Affairs, they've got um, what they call um, Inagoya Protocol, where it's actually trying to trace back um, indigenous medicines to the sources, like to the source of the medicine, so that those people can benefit from that particular medicine. Take, for instance, the aloe vera, where it comes from a certain Mm. area. The people around that area need to then start benefiting from things like that. But we need to stand together as well as traditional healers and to come through, especially traditional healers with knowledge, because one of the reasons why um, associations like Atmida are struggling to stand up and be recognized is that our own people do not come through and come through and let us know that this is what we have and this is what we want to do and this is where we want to go. We would like to interact with a whole lot more people around this um, this, this, this matter and to make sure that we protect our indigenous um, um, knowledge because what's happening at the moment is that we are being exploited and so our, our, our knowledge has been taken out of the country and being sold to um, people outside of the country whereas when they bring in their medicine on this side we can hardly even touch it because it's been it's been protected by the patented so we absolutely need, we need the, the, the political buy-in as well to basically say that they recognize that traditional medicine is very important and don't just recognize it superficially recognize it all the way through that we need traditional um, medicines in our communities and it needs to be recognized and work in tandem with western medicines in order to bring our our our, our people to um the holistic place of healing when you talk and, to the um, authorities, sorry to interrupt you. Carry yeah, on. No problem. Carry on. Carry on. No, I'm fine. I think you okay. can go on. When you talk to the authorities, is it a question of speaking to the deaf or preaching to the choir? Because fundamental to all of this, never mind what the regulation should look like and all of those things, should there even be this discussion at a national level? There are those who will simply tell you, I don't believe in that stuff, to hell with it all. There are those who grew up with that and have a direct relationship with it and who believe fundamentally, for instance, the Mzingisis of this world, Mekuchos of this world, Mikes of this world, who if you were to put them in spaces of authority, I can guarantee you the majority of the issues we are lamenting now wouldn't be the issues we would be discussing now because we would have advanced from there. So as you engage the critical mass of authorities, of those persons who at a legislative level or below, what is your sense of the reception of this movement that you're trying to move towards? Um, what is happening at the moment is that there's a superficial addressing of um, traditional healers' issues. They're basically put, putting us at a peripheral level. Like it's, 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 a, it's a, a by-the-way type of scenario, which is what I feel is happening at the moment. There's yes. a traditional healers' council that has been um, associated um, a couple of weeks ago but none of the traditional healers on the ground know about it. 
It's only the very few that were chosen that know about it, already that there's a problem. Um, the reason why I feel it's important that this thing gets taken at a national, in a, um, um, a, 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 a wider level is because 80% of our population uses traditional healers. They may not tell you that they use them, but from practice, I know that they do. Exactly. And they, most of them use it in secret because of the taboo, because of the, of the, of the negativity associated with it. But if they know that this is where they're going to find solace. They know that this is where they're going to find healing. So at the end of the day, it's something that needs to be taken seriously because it contributes a lot to our healthcare system because our people use us on the regular. And when I'm saying our people, I am not being, um, um, looking at black people only because we have I have I have clients who are white, I have clients who are Indian, I've got clients who are Chinese for that matter. So sure, everybody sure. our people in the country use traditional medicines and it needs to be it needs to be recognized at a national level I and, accept. And, and taken seriously and by traditional healers. The problem that we have at the moment no, is that they bring in people that are not traditional healers to come and try and regulate traditional healers. It becomes a problem. Awesome. Awesome. No, I have to cut you there, unfortunately, but rest assured we will continue this conversation and I probably want to say we might have to continue this conversation on Thursday. Gogo Nomsa Sibeko of African Traditional Medicines Industry Association. Thank you so much for your contribution. Thank you very much. Indeed. Apart from that, I conclude that Carthage must be destroyed. That was Kato the Elder talking about, irrespective of the arguments he might have heard, Kathago Dalenda Est. In any event, I believe, irrespective of where I might have gone and been in life, it's time for Psychotic Minds.